Welcome to the 100 Entrepreneurs Podcast, created to provide veterans and their family members with information, ideas, and inspiration for starting new businesses. This is Amanda Weathersby for 100 Entrepreneurs Foundation. We talk with entrepreneurs and small business experts to learn more about their industries and their lessons learned in creating and growing new businesses. Thank you for joining Hi, today, Megan Ogilvy and Kyle Burns are joining me to talk about Dog Tag Bakery, a terrific bakery and restaurant, plus an amazing educational program for wounded veterans and caregivers. Thank you so much, Megan and Kyle, for joining 100 Entrepreneurs today. Thank you so much for having us. We're really excited. Great. Great. Well, let's start right away, and let's start at the beginning. How in the world did Dog Tag Bakery, how was it conceived and how was it created? Um, sure. So um, we had two visionaries that are part of our organization um, by the names of Father Rick Curry and Connie Milstein. Uh, both of them have always had this kind of very innovative way of looking at social impact and focusing on ways of empowering those um, that either had disabilities or in disadvantaged situations. Uh, so both of their lives have been really driven by that. Father Curry had a previous nonprofit called National Theater Workshop of the Handicap uh, that focused on people with disabilities and learning the art and craft of theater as a form of empowerment. Um, but he was also a baker, so um, as he grew his program, they actually created um, uh, a small little bakery in, in Maine where um, those in the program learned how to create product and sell it and, and found means of kind of their own um, accomplishments in creating a product that people would want to buy. Uh, during that same time, Connie Milstein ran a bakery in Mount Kisco, New York, called Connie's Baking in General Store, which employed women specifically that were in kind of disadvantaged situations, so helping them get into the workforce to help them get out of transition housing or off of welfare or get health coverage. So. Um, both of them started focusing on the military. Father Curry was uh, started counseling more and more veterans returning to a new life and a new a new reality, whether it was a physical, emotional, or cognitive change. Um, and Connie Milstein became a champion of military spouses and and, and families um, when she started hiring more more um, more females that were spouses of, of veterans or active service members. So they came together to put together Dog Tag Inc. And with that, you know, it's um, it was started in 2012, kind of the idea, um, and we were able to purchase the building in 2013, and then uh, I'm sorry, 2014, and then launched the program in 2014. So um, Kyle and I are really fortunate to be part of this organization, and fortunate to have two people that again have really dedicated their lives to to a mission, um, you know, of, of supporting people and empowering them through the process. That's great. And uh, so tell us about how the company and the veteran program work today and what do they look like? Sure. So Dog Tag Inc. is the nonprofit is a nonprofit entity and essentially there's two parts and our our real reason to be is our fellowship program. It is a five month program for veterans with service connected disabilities, military spouses and caregivers that really supports 
their transition from the military world into the civilian work world. Uh, whether they want to be entrepreneurs, whether they want to work for others, it's really helping them to gain the skill set, the network, the business backbone to be able to pursue whatever it is that they want to pursue. Uh, and it's a very well-rounded journey that we create there. The bakery is, we encourage everybody to come visit. It's uh, amazing food and amazing atmosphere, amazing place. It is a small where, business. Where is it? Where we're, is down it? In, we're down in Georgetown uh, at 3206 Grace Street. So we're basically on a, a, just a block towards the river off of Wisconsin and M Street. Uh, so right. come and, and visit. And by the way, I did get a chance to eat some of the delectables from the bakery, and they were amazing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Just an answer, a little ad. Absolutely. We have a phenomenal executive pastry chef who has created just the most amazing menu. Uh, It's a a real challenge, actually, working at a bakery. Um, There's some side effects to that. But but the bakery itself serves as a place where our fellows get hands-on learning the real work of what it takes to run a small business. And we aren't here to create bakers or baristas, although if that's your dream, we certainly are a great place to learn that, Um, but our fellows will rotate through the different management roles, so they'll work with our general manager to understand the human resources side of a business and the operations side of a business. They will work with our executive pastry chefs to understand what it takes to develop a product, to know your market for a product, to cost a product, and to make a profit off of a product. Um, They will work with our director of business operations and really delve into the point of sale data and the expenses data and understand what it takes to financially to operate a business and to make smart decisions, smart business decisions about costs and revenues. Uh, And then they'll also work with our director of development and uh, learn about the fundraising and grant aspects of a nonprofit. They'll also really get deep into marketing and communications and public relations for an organization. So regardless of what the dream is for a fellow who comes through our program, the skill sets they learn here at the bakery will really serve them in in starting what's next or in working for someone else from a really solid foundation place. Um, We also, we back all of that hands up hands-on experience. We back all of that up through our partnership with Georgetown University, and our fellows take seven courses to earn a non-credit certificate in business administration, um, which gives them that amazing foundation so that everything that they learn has great meaning through that hands-on experience and that they can take it away and feel very confident and capable in their steps uh, that they take after, after our program. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. And... Um, So how many cohorts have you had so far, or how many participants? Sure. We are currently in our fourth cohort. They started right at the end of this past June, so we are uh, getting closer to the middle middle mark with them, which is kind of crazy how time flies. Um, so that's four cohorts since 2014. We are currently recruiting for our fifth cohort, which will start in January. The application deadline is coming soon. Um, I'm going to try and say this six times in our conversation today, but the application deadline is coming in September. The uh, Access it at dog tagink.org, and we'd love to get as many applicants as possible for the program. Um, But we've got 26 graduates, and of those 26, they're just doing some phenomenal things. Some are entrepreneurs, others are are well-employed in organizations and private and public and government, uh, and and it's just amazing. Others are pursuing higher education um, paths. 
So there's just some amazing stories that have come out uh, from our alumni, and the way that they're using this experience to really move forward is is mm-hmm. um, is awesome to see. That's great. Can you tell us a couple of those stories? Sure. So uh, in our first cohort, um, we had Cedric Banks, uh, Sergeant Major Banks, um, and he came in. Um, he had he had suffered a significant injury in service, uh, went into surgery um, with the possibility of not of not coming out. And not only did he wake up, but then he learned, uh, got back all of his skills from walking to the cognitive and decided that he wanted to become a motivational speaker and life coach um, from that experience and from what he learned in the military. So he came in our program, started in June 16th of 2014, uh, and he really worked through that idea. And then as of today, um, he just spoke at the Social Innovation Summit um, at the Reagan Building. Um, he started his own his own uh, for-profit business, uh, The Genuine Life, and uh, he's doing a phenomenal job of starting to even work with executives and corporations about coming in and giving kind of this motivational, um, you know, presentation to their executives and, of, uh, and motivating them, but also mentoring a lot of young men and women. Um, so that's one from our first cohort. From our second cohort, we have a military spouse of an active service member. She uh, she had worked and had a great education, um, but in the military lifestyle, she moved so many times that by the end, she she was basically a stay-at-home mom um, and, and was not able to be employed. And so she had a business that she had started, um, basically a textile designer. And uh, she came into our program, um, began building her business plan, began building her brand, utilizing our resources, and today she has now launched her business, uh, Jimena Rozo. So she's, uh, she, does, she has beautiful designs, um, uh, beautiful products, and now she's employing 70 women at fair wages wow. in a fair work environment down in Columbia to help create her product, and she's now selling it. Um, wow. And, so, and, and by the way, she also just moved. But for the first time now, she's moving without the concern of losing a job because she's able to take this wherever she goes as it's online. Um, and then, you know, in our third cohort, we have someone like Peter Scott. He's an Army veteran, 12 years, did six tours. And for him, he knew going back into the the workforce was not a 9-to-5 option for him. So what he what he kind of found therapy in, but also Solace, was, was farming. And he's a beekeeper and he's culinary, he's a chef. And so what he started doing, he came into the program saying, I also want to be able to give back to, you know, to my fellow veterans and, and their families. So he came up with the idea of he wanted to start farming. So what he's created now is Fields for Valor. It's a nonprofit mm-hmm. farm um, that he has in Hyattsville. He has bees on the roof of Sibley. And uh, he farms and creates, uh, and, you know, I think he had something over 100 pounds of produce as of just now. He then goes to Operation Homefront, which is based out of Walter Reed, uh, and provides all free produce for uh, veterans and their families in need. Um, wow. So those are, those are three of our kind of entrepreneurs. And then, again, we have, we have so many that are happily, in, uh, happily employed and, and kind of wellness-wise. They, they understand where they are today. They understand what the opportunities are out there. And they're taking their success each day at a time. And uh, that's, that's one of the things we're most proud of is our alumni, what they're doing today and how they're staying engaged with our current cohort to become one of the, uh, the mentors or uh, success stories or, or at least, you know, someone to talk to as they go through our program and understand the process and the journey that they're taking. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Um, who would you recommend apply to your program? Who are you looking for? 
It's a great question. So we are looking for veterans with service-connected disabilities, those who are transitioning and maybe are very, very close to that retirement date, but sort of in, you know, still in, but but really working their way out. Um, that that can have the time to do the program. Military spouses, of course, caregivers, of course. Um, every uh, post 9/11 is our pretty much our requirement, um, and beyond that, it's it's being ready to dream about the next steps and having the, the strength and the willingness to learn and to want to open their eyes to, to understanding opportunity. That's it. It's that, as, as Father Curry would say, it's that yearning for learning. And, it's, and if that's there, that's what we can work with. And whether that's an entrepreneurial goal, whether that's an employment goal, whether that's the uh, getting their feet wet with a little bit of an education so that they can dive into a full education, whatever that outcome is, is really up to the person. We are a place to to encourage dreaming and a place to build a network to support those dreams. Oh, that's great. Um, now, what do you need to have? Uh, do you need any kind of degree, a high school diploma, or some uh, military requirements to, to participate? It's a great question. From an education standpoint, no, you don't need anything. Um, we have had people with a high school diploma all the way up through a Ph.D. come through our doors. It really doesn't make a difference as long as that um, yearning for learning is there. Uh, it's a very rigorous academic program, but it's designed to help to support people to be successful. So there are lots of support measures and help measures to help people find their success through the academic program. Um, so there, that's the easy part. In terms of other requirements, we need a DD-214 and a letter from the VA that states the disability rating, or we need the evidence that says all of that is in process and coming. Um, and the same for the military spouses and caregivers. We need that that those pieces uh, just to verify that they really are part of this military community. And we and we do recruit. Um, you know, we our primary demographic has been kind of enlisted. Um, as this program works really well, but we've also taken in some officers. So um, we're open, and, and like I said, this is a small cohort. We never take more than 12, and so it's a case-by-case -case basis. And as long as they're, you know, they meet the basic requirements, there's a yearning for learning, and we see that there's a passion that, you know, we put together this program for five months, um, and, and we pay for it um, in the sense of we're a nonprofit. Um, so we pay for the Georgetown professors, the textbooks, um, the supplies, um, laptop use while in the program, of course, um, and then there's a small stipend that is, that is received each month to just be a financial support. So in return, you know, we ask for a full commitment of five months, Monday through Thursday, nine to four, and the the, atti the attitude to partake in it and, uh, and, and be part of our organization. Mm -hmm. Now, can couples apply together? We had that happen in our first cohort and decided that that wasn't the best for the couple or for the program. <laughs> so uh, if there are couples who are interested in it, we encourage one to do it first and then the other to apply for the next semester. We really want everyone that comes in, it's a five-month time, five-month period to really sit and, and to be honest, you just really think about what your needs are, what you know success looks like to you, and, and, and it's hard to do that. Um, and it's, you know, with, when you have a partner in the program with you. So we want this to be a really investigative time um, and the, without the stress of thinking of you know, partner next to you and the kids and whatever this all might lead to. So that's, that's one of the reasons we really are, you know, have 
have made the decision not to take couples. Um, mm-hmm. But we, again, we've we encourage one after the other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just not together. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe there's a life lesson in that in general. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you know, having children and all of that is a very yeah. real thing. You know, life happens, and yeah. um, you need mm-hmm. to take care of of the needs of a family, and so that can be pretty difficult when two parents are in the same program with a very specific timeline and and financial support as well. I mean, that's you know, that's always an issue. So we we want to be very cognizant of that. And we want anyone that is in our program is is ready and available to be in our program. Okay, great. Now, can you tell me a little bit more, <clears throat> pardon me, about the financials? So they, there's no fees to get in or apply or, you know, right. what what happens when you, if you know if you live somewhere else like California and you want to come to be a participant in a fellow of Dog Tag Bakery? I mean, is there is there a place to live? You know, that sort of thing. You know, right now we don't have the financial capability, but to be honest with you, Amanda, it's also this is kind of real life, um, and so we we do our best to be supportive and, and link people up with contacts that we know in the area that have apartments or connections in that way, or utilize our resources or other VSOs. But we there has to be some skin in the game, and part of this we've had someone that just moved to from Colorado here like two days before their program. We've had someone move from from Kansas. And it, it is a different, you know, living stipend here and a living, um, you know, wage as well. But um, we don't have the capability to house everybody and provide everything. But it's also the reality of getting back into the workforce and getting back into that next step of taking on these responsibilities. How do you think? What we what we do provide in terms of financial support is uh, there is no cost for the application. There is no cost to participate in the program. We pay the tuition essentially for Georgetown. We pay for all of the textbooks, all of the supplies and, and things that would help people to be successful in the program are completely covered. Um, we also offer a monthly stipend. It is taxed, so that's just a little piece of it, but that stipend is designed to to be there because we know people can't earn a salary while they're in our program. Um, So it's $1,400 a month taxed, and and that's just to help offset some of those costs. Um, They also get 50% off all of the goods here in the bakery to help, again, offset some of the costs of lunch and all the free coffee that they can handle. (laughs) Well, 50% off the bakery is a pretty good deal, I'll tell you that. (laughs) It's delicious. (laughs) We we joke about, you know, there's that, that freshman 15 for college students, so there's yeah. definitely the uh, the dog tag muffin top for all of our fellows. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. Um, so if someone has already got some idea that they want to go into the energy field or the con- a construction business, uh, is this still a good program to learn business skills? Oh, yeah, I mean, 100%, because, again, this is... This is a, our bakery was built for our program, right? So the whole purpose of having a bakery is to feed the program and, and serve as this incubator to learn all these lessons. So you're going to spend five months seeing the, you know, the struggles, the successes, uh, the ins and outs, the everyday lifestyle of a small business and what it takes from paying, you know, from payroll to um, hiring of employees to uh, doing the marketing, the expenses, how much it actually costs to run a business. Uh, at the same time, the bakery and the program uh, are literally located in the same location. So even when not in that rotation, you're still seeing kind of the stress or the um, or the you know the very incredible busyness of the cafe downstairs. So 
it's a reality check of what small business really is. And, you know, it's like almost, you know, do you want to write a check or cash a check? Because you realize that payroll has to be met here. And so these are some things that literally come to the forefront. One of our current uh, fellows right now wanted to possibly start her own bakery because she's working in the culinary field of really blogging. And, you know, kind of going through the rotation with Rebecca, she's realizing that's not what she wants to do anymore. You know, in our hmm. first cohort, we had um, Anton coming in because he wanted to start his own IT company. Well, they were part of our opening of the whole program and the business. And after spending five months with us, seeing us go through all the startup costs and the needs and all the details, and the, you know, which goes into a, a small business, all the hard work, he realized that, you know what, he has four kids. He would rather actually get paid than worrying about paying others. So he then went into Verizon and then went into another IT field, and that's success for us. So, mm-hmm. you know, and then also part of our program that Kyle mentioned is that, you know, we have this learning lab, but the resources that we bring in, we bring in SBA. We bring in, you know, Charles McCaffrey and the SBDC to talk about how you set up, you know, a, a government contracting as a sort of stable small business veteran-owned you know, so we, we try to bring in all those resources that are not just about, re, you know, a retail business or a bakery or culinary. It's really about setting up a structure of a small business. So um, that's, that's, our, that's our goal um, uh, for, for anyone of looking into those different areas. I mean, all of them. None, none of our graduates necessarily, you know, are becoming chefs, although we have one. <laughs> um, but that's great. I mean, that's and that's and that's wonderful. Out of twenty six, you know, it's wonderful. Mhm. Oh, that's great. Um, all right. So, as I recall, you built this program before you even had a bakery or a kitchen. Uh, and uh, what is it like to start a nonprofit organization with such an enormous uh, proposition uh, uh, with uh, almost nothing? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's pretty terrifying in a, in a lot of ways, just to be direct. I think each day, like, every, like each day was literally either the most exciting or the most scary because everything, you know, you would get – any news was was one or the other, and it's that's because you're in startup mode. And I think, um, you know, Kyle was on board. She came fully on board as a dog tag employee about a year ago. But before it was our partner at Georgetown um, and working with customizing the certificate. So she saw us go through that as well. I mean, she was she was very much part of it. Um, but you know, I think with, if you talk to any entrepreneur, or you know, you kind of have to you have to learn to live in the gray. And I think half the battle is just showing up every day and making it work every day. And we knew um, that we had a good product. You know, we knew that this could be a really phenomenal program. And sometimes you just have to have faith and you have to keep pushing. Even, you know, a lot of people came to us with a lot of free advice. That advice mm-hmm. is not always the best advice. It's just free, <laughs> you know. And so I think if, you, if you're really earnest about starting your own business, I mean, a lot of it is really developing the idea, really flushing it out, testing the market. I mean, like we said, we started our program. We started recruiting. Um, that We met you, Amanda, and 100 entrepreneurs before our bakeries even opened. I think we came in February of 2014, and mm-hmm. our program started in June, and our bakery opened in December. So, mm-hmm. you know, for for us, it was going out, doing the, you know, the 
the really vital work of kind of talking to people, talking to veterans, talking to military families about our program, seeing if there was interest, finding if it would, you know, what they would want from it, and then us build, you know, making sure we build it, and then from there it's just hard work. I mean, we went through the process of getting all the documentation done. You know, we went through the process of building a business plan. The business plan really proved to be more of a roadmap for us. But, you know, the, the point is that it's, it's a lot of hard work, and it's every day it takes most, most of what you got, you know. And I think mm-hmm. even today, you know, Kyle's come on has been a senior program director, and most, you know, we're still, it's still hard work every day. We're fortunate that we've established ourselves. But I think that's one thing we always try to get across. I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I think the the key to a successful becoming a successful small business is to see opportunity with every challenge and to be able to pivot and and receive help that is the good help and to, to be able to flesh out the differences Megan was suggesting. So, you know, the, the original cohort uh, really, really got to see what a small business startup is like because this space that we're in right now was a construction site, and they were on Georgetown's campus uh, with the School of Continuing Studies for a good portion of what they were doing with this dream of launching a business. Uh, today it looks very different for our fellows. They come into a classroom that is right up above the bakery, a beautiful retail space, um, and they have a a defined schedule and a defined curriculum and a defined uh, program and and set of resources that that we pivot and move with based on the needs in the room and the interests in the room. Um, But it's a very different experience, and part of that was really understanding through each challenge what our opportunities were and how we could keep the vision, but move in a direction that made sense for the overall mission and, and making sure the program is as strong as it can be. And the bakery is a really strong business as mm-hmm. well. Um, there's kind of two aspects for us that we have to pay very close attention to to make sure that it all works out together. Um, but yeah, it, listening to all the entrepreneurs that we bring in to talk to our fellows, that's the piece that I keep finding or that I keep hearing from them is that every challenge really is an opportunity and you have to see it that way to know how to move forward. And I think mm-hmm. I think one of the other big things in Father Curry and, and even in both Connie, you know, you can't be scared to fail. And and the word fail is, is kind of a really tough word in some ways because there's so many negative kind of, you know, connections to it. But to be honest with you, it's not it's not a failure if you learn from it. You know, sometimes failure is the best thing because you know, guess what? You'll never do that again. And that's knowledge that you don't. That's one thing you don't have to worry about. And as we are starting, I mean, we had to learn. And we, you know, Kyle uses the word pivot, which we use a lot here, because you learn what works and what doesn't work, and you can't be afraid of that. That's gonna happen. You know what? Investors and benefactors they don't want to put money in someone that's never failed because it means you haven't tried hard enough. And for mm-hmm. us, we are always pushing ourselves and saying, okay, if this isn't the best way, what is? And you have to be open to that. And so that was really essential in the beginning is that, you know, every day, like I said, was sometimes the most exciting and sometimes the most scary because decisions like these were happening or you were finding out this wasn't work. Okay, now we have to rethink something. But, you know, it's part of the hard work aspect is if you really want this, you will find ways of pivoting and you will find ways to make it work. But you can't be scared of that. You can't have that kind of ego or that you know, I, entitlement of saying, I, you know, I will be successful because I, you know, I will, I will it. I mean, you're going to fail at some point in time. Someone's going to not going to think you're doing a good job or something along those lines, but you have to figure it out along the way and be open to that. Um, you know, that's, I think that's the number one thing I've learned along the way um, is being open to saying that didn't work. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. 
And sometimes it's good to say it's important to say that didn't work soon enough <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rather than to let it keep going for a while. I know it's going to no. work. I know it's going <laughs> to Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, you exactly. have to take a hint sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I have a, a quick uh, question. Didn't Father Curry write a best-selling book? <laughs> he did. He, uh, he, before he was a, a Jesuit priest, he was a brother, and Brother Rick Curry wrote the uh, best-selling book, The Secrets of Jesuit Breadmaking, which was a, a such a good seller that he followed it up with The Secrets of Jesuit Soup Making. Both books are available for purchase here at our bakery, and all proceeds will go to support the program. Oh, he was in the, before he passed, he was in the throes of Secrets of Jesuit Dessert Making. Oh! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so unfortunately he passed before, but uh, but that was his next book, and it was kind of, it was really going along and telling the story of kind of Dog Tag, or telling his story of kind of the process that it went with. But, um, but yeah, so. Right. Now, what, now what, another very important question. Talk about applications. So how do people apply, and when can they apply? And you said you were going to tell us six times. Yes, I am. Thank you. Here's time number two. So the application is online. You visit our website, dogtaginc.org. It's right there on the main site. I also encourage you, welcome you to click through to learn more about the program. There's a link to the application on, I think, almost every page of the website at this point. So please click the link, follow through, complete the application. It's pretty basic. It gets your information about what branch of the military, years of service, that sort of thing. Um, and then a couple, a few short answer questions. Why are you interested? in the program, what do you want to do with this experience? Um, that's the starting process. From there, we will uh, follow up to schedule a phone call. Um, I'll have a conversation with all of the applicants, and then from there, we move on to some in-person interviews here at the bakery with our CEO and hopefully with a member of our board of directors. From that, that's it. That's the process. So a lot of talking about yourself and your, your interests and your goals, and, and then, um, then that's it. The application is currently open. It closes September 15th, and the new program will launch on January 10th. Um, so it's, there's a little bit of a timeline between uh, the, the application deadline that's coming up, but really it's because we've got the holidays in there. So we want to make sure that we have our class picked and ready to go so that they can have a nice relaxing holiday and then come back charged and ready to roll in the new year. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Well, now, what else would you like to tell us about Dog Tag and uh, about your experience there? Uh, what a good question. <laughs> I think, I think when, um, one thing we, you know, how we kind of see our program and anyone that's interested, like for Father Curry and Connie, they've always believed that, you know, those who have served the 1%, you know, there's, there is a service element that the 99% should be giving back to, to our military and their, and their family. So it wasn't just a job and it wasn't just an education, but it was a top education and, and a quality job. And so I think, you know, our partnership with Georgetown University is phenomenal. Seven Georgetown professors teach to only our cohort. Um, but it's, again, it wasn't just any education, it's a Georgetown education. And then for our bakery, and you know, Amanda, thank you for the, the, the good words about our product. Um, but, but you know, we hired 
the best the best shape, um, pastry chef, I'm sorry, we hire the best GM, and it's because we want to have a work environment that is successful and that you are proud to work in. So for us, it's, it's not just about opportunities, but um, it's about quality opportunities. Um, and, and, you know, we, we do pay for a lot of the program, but we do demand a lot from you while in the program. And it, it's meant to be like that because we want to set everyone up for success that comes into our program once they leave. Um, it's five months. It's a launching pad. Um, we're here to have you come in, do some hard work, really kind of uh, understand where you're at and what the next steps look like, and then be part of launching you forward. So um, anyone that feels like they're in that place and maybe it's just – the hardest thing is to get off the couch because you're just uh, you're stuck there, but you know you have it in you. Or if someone you know you try to start a business and it failed, and you kind of just want that solid educational um, you know foundation, this is this is kind of the program for you. You know, and we're creating a unit here, so every cohort is a unit, and they learn to work together. And during that process, they learn of each other's journeys, and you know, kind of a better understanding of of their not only their class but of you know, everyone has their own path and everyone has their own battles that they've been, they've been going through. So we focus on veterans that do have service-connected disabilities. And, and how we talk about it is, is, you know, you've gone through that. That is part of your story. But you've gotten through it. So how did, how did today, how do we utilize that and build on it and, and make you stronger from it and make, you, make that part of your success? Um, so, you know, we don't say, how's your disability today? You know, we don't ask about it. That's not it. It's talking about, listen, that's a reality. That is part of your story. That is part of who you are. But you're here today, and we're, we're happy that you're here today, and let's build on it, and let's, and let's move forward. So that's, that's the real message about our organization. It's about empowerment of each individual. And, and how you want to define success, we're here to help support that and help guide you. But you, but you, but you take each step. Yeah. You do that phone in your room. You know, you go to that, you know, you go to the networking events. I mean, at the end of the day, you are going to be doing it. Um, and we give you tools to make you feel like you're going in prepared and ready to go and ready to roll. Fantastic. That's great. Now, I have one more thing to ask about, and that is, uh, speaking of having uh, top-notch products, I just want to ask about the French Embassy competition. <laughs> just this morning... We learned that our baguette is in competition with uh, at the French Embassy coming up at the end of September uh, as to to compete to be the best baguette in Washington D.C. Our executive pastry chef is phenomenal at what she does, um, and it was a, a voted choice for who are the those in competition. And apparently, we came in number two with those votes. So, we will be doing some press on the event. Uh, we'll be uh, promoting people to buy tickets to attend the competition at the embassy because um, we would love a big dog tag support crowd for our amazing chef, Rebecca Clerge. Uh, wonderful. That's very impressive. <laughs> well, thank you guys so, so much. This has been a pleasure. And uh, you're doing wonderful work. And uh, your cohort, I've met many of your fellows in the cohorts that have uh, come before, and I'm so impressed with them and how well they've done uh, and how much they've learned. And I just uh, want to applaud you and, and uh, look forward to hearing about cohort number five. 
<laughs> well, thank you. We appreciate it. Just uh, as a final third time, the application deadline's coming up in September. Access it at dogtaginc.org. It's an online application. Um, and Amanda, just thank, thank you to you. We have taken our cohorts to the 100 Entrepreneurs Luncheon and have been welcomed with open arms, and they, they learn so much and they gain so much from, from that network as well. So thank you for that, continuing to leave that invitation open and for sharing your resources with our fellows as well. Yeah, you, Bob, Patty, you guys, you guys run an amazing program up there, um, and you know you have the Bob Woodruff stamp of approval and a few others for recognition of what you deserve. And so, again, we feel fortunate to have partners like you, and we uh, just applaud you continually for for all your hard work because I mean, we know it's a lot of work that you guys put in, and um, you know we're just we're grateful for you. Well, thank you, and, and likewise. And uh, and so good. I'll see you again soon at the Dog Tag Bakery, and I hope everybody else gets a chance to go and uh, eat all the delicious things that they have there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> all right. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. All right. It. Thank you, Amanda. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.